From CoLab and MIT, this is Here There Be Dragons. I'm Jess Myers. For this show, I spoke to seven New York natives from all over the city about safety and identity. For the past two months, you've heard their stories and experiences. This is the final episode where I'll talk about the show and listener responses. In this series, we've heard from... My name's Carmen Chong. Hi, my name's Stephanie Castillo. My name is Justin Steele. My name is Sean. I'm Fernando Montejo. My name is Sina Jacobs. My name is Sarita Gates. Here There Be Dragons is a project that grew out of many influences and ideas, the most important of those being my parents. I came from a reasonably large family of mostly girls, and my parents, looking for ways to keep us safe or to ease their own worrying about our safety, would rely on fear-mongering or, in a way, fear-mapping. For every warning not to go into the city, New York in our case, or stray too far from home, or in some cases leave home at all, all this was followed with a horrifying news story or anecdote graphically illustrating the awaiting danger, especially for young women. This was such a regular occurrence in my childhood that I found and still find myself making mental strategy maps of how to navigate my world, keeping my femaleness and my blackness in mind. This meant that certain spaces were closed to me, especially New York, which was mapped out for me as places to to avoid or places that were safe or safer. The title of this project comes from the medieval mapping technique of drawing dragons and sea monsters over unexplored or dangerous territory. Although we now find these maps to be historic figments of a medieval imagination, many of us carry these same maps in our heads, negotiating our identities through space, preemptively planning escapes and defenses should the city square off against us. But as the stories from each episode show us, monsters can also disappear as we unlearn fear and access new spaces. Or they don't, and we navigate those spaces anyway. In New York, I question the policies like broken windows policing, which is the zero-tolerance stance police take on small criminal infractions. Or the post-9-11 push to give the police force more unchecked authority, not just for their brutality against black people and Muslims, but also for their one-track mindedness, their assumption that there is only one view of security, one kind of safe. What I learned from doing these interviews is that the word fear is a blanket term for a multitude of entangled emotions. It covers different kinds of insecurities, a hodgepodge of inherited rumor, personal memory, and learned preferences, which include a fear of physical violence, but it's not limited to that. For a Stephanie, it was the lack of connection to other kids in Hunts Point. For Justin, it was the discomfort when, as a young man from the upscale Upper West Side, he was questioned for organizing in the projects in Red Hook. For Sean, it is the conflicts of loving Harlem as a black queer man. The interviews showed me that for all the millions living in New York, there are as many conceptions of fear and safety. The city becomes a surface of rich histories and experiences that every resident lays their perspective on top of. I wasn't able to get the wide array of responses from listeners that I was hoping for, but I would like to comment on one of the responses I did receive. 
I got an email midway through this series asking about the experiences of foreign-born New York natives and whether I would reflect their experiences on the show. I told her that one of the people I interviewed was foreign-born and two were the children of immigrants. When I asked people to introduce themselves on the show, it's only by name, age, and profession or passion, and place of birth. I think that there is a tendency to hear a voice and imagine a face along with it, and then by that face, decide whether you identify with their experience. What I was hoping for in this show, and what I hope moving forward with the project, is that listeners will identify with the stories, even in interviewing people who had never met each other, and likely never would, there was an interesting amount of overlap in their experiences. That is an overlap that I hope that listeners will feel in this series, no matter who the person speaking is. There are a number of people I have to thank for this show. Firstly, of course, is everyone who agreed to speak with me for their incredible openness. Secondly, Octopus2000, who wrote our theme music. You can find more of their music on Facebook. Jose Rivera for helping me in post-production. You can find more of his work on proximasound.net. I'd also like to thank Joey Swerdlin for designing Here There Be Dragons logo. You can find his work uh, at superfluous.uno. I'd like to thank Ensei Umo, my supervising editor and collaborator, for bearing with me through this process. And lastly, I'd like to thank you for listening. This has been Here There Be Dragons. I'm Jess Myers, a grad student at MIT's Department of Urban Studies and Planning. Stay tuned and join us again for more stories of fear, safety, and discovery in the city.